Oh, yeah. It's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne, wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you? Well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show, our adventure guide, He Is Ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's the clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, and my favorite radio boss, here's our host. Host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hey. And how are you today? <laughs> hey, Dr. How you doing? Good. I have to start the show because I want to help us out. Really. <laughs> Past couple of weeks, we've opened the phone lines and been listening to your comments. Appreciate that. Maybe a little later on, if we got uh, some time, we're going to open up the lines a little bit. But I wanted to start uh, by defining something that is ill-defined. And that is to say that I want to talk about the, uh, the euphemisms that are out there that are so widely used in our society today. Now, the problem I have with uh, small print is that nobody expects you to read it, right? And then somehow you'll be disadvantaged by the small print someday. With the person who wrote the small print, they're going to do one of the gotchas. And you're going to say, well, I didn't know. I didn't see it. It was such a small print. But you signed your name at the bottom of the document. You know, and there is a parallel to the small print when it comes to verbality. (laughs) talking you see talking has a small print too and I call that the fast talker you see the fast talker can get around you like the small print can so sometimes someone who's trying to get something over on you they'll speak just a little faster like on the commercials on TV like as if you were supposed to slow that baby down and understand and and perceive of the possible risks that are rapidly, you know, machine-gunned your way is if you're not going to understand or comprehend what the heck that was stated as a disclaimer, see? And the the, the euphemisms, to me, the definition of a, of a euphemism is it serves to distance people from unpleasant or embarrassing truths. Meaning, I call it verbal camouflage. So I just said something, but I don't, know, I, I don't really want you to understand what it is. And I hate it when we get the stuff from the government, like the Dreamers Act. What the heck? What is, what is the Dreamers Act? What is the dream? I'm having bad dreams, you know? And lately, we've been talking about the variants. It ain't no variance. It's a mutation. But see, they don't want you to get the mutation part because you've seen those sci-fi movies. Scares you all up there, see. And in, in this state of Illinois, we've got several tax initiatives that if you heard them by name, and I don't want to waste our time, it sounds like I'd like to vote for that. You know, the Freedom Act. 
you know the the you know the the U.S. Patriot Act. What's an enhanced interrogation technique? What what is what does collateral damage mean? <sighs> well, the newest is the gain of function. That's another term, another euphemism. Gain of function. Gain of function. You've heard about it. Well, what is it? I'm going to tell you what it is, and then we're going to supplant your new definition to something that happened uh, this week. Gain of function is the euphemism for biological research aimed at increasing the strength and, 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 and lethality, you know, how lethal a pathogen or a virus can become. Gain of function research is generally governmental funded. I mean, it's private sector, but funded by the government. Its focus is on enhancing pathogens and their ability to infect different species and to increase their deadly impact, that, 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 that virulence, either as an airborne pathogen or you know, one that you could touch. Basically, gain-of-function gain of research is conducted for biodefense purpose, and I don't believe that for a second, because they're extremely dangerous. Matter of fact, if you re- remember, because they, they, they enter the community and kill people, and if you remember, the, the, in Iraq, was preparing to weaponize anthrax, if you remember that. In 2003, when we invaded them, U.S. government, with some justification for that invasion, knew what they, or at least thought they knew what they were going to do. And then in 1992, anthrax epidemic as well in Zimbabwe, Rhodesia, in 78 to, to 80. And it was claimed to be a natural occurrence, but after they studied it, they found out it was a, a manipulation come from a laboratory. You see, I think that gain of function is synonymous with weaponizing studies. And we might have caught Fauci with his pants down. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of -of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let you me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah, transmissibility yeah, yeah. to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant 
that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. We're saying they are gain-of-function yeah. viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying... Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual I totally resent that. that. And if anybody is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. Hmm. Now, I know that you have questions as I do, and I'm going to configure that you are as intelligent as I am. And I'm seeing the fast talk, quick talk, and small print, the differences in the words, all these uh, these euphemisms that are being manipulated. Uh, manipulated. Uh, I, I can see that the dance is there, isn't it? And And when we get to the point of saying... Well, what do we do when it comes to the variations on a theme when it comes to these vaccines? I'd like to talk about that because I basically classified every possible scenario with respect to COVID. And I know in a little bit we're going to take a break. When we get on the other side, I'm going to list all those variables because I don't think anybody's done it. And I was thinking, why can there be a hesitancy? How can there be a confusion? when there's so many variations on a theme, and then if you should happen to talk to anybody, like you-know-who over there, then one might say... Maybe somebody took it from the wild, well, put it in the lab, yeah. and then it escaped from the lab. Yeah. But well, that means it was in the wild to begin with. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, So that's why I don't get what they're talking about. Well, but maybe we, some of us actually get more than we would want to... Uh, lead on maybe we do know more and i would say today instead of gain of function which is weaponizing studies i'd say we need to regain our function today you think that's what i think you know we're all family and i think we have to take care of each other i really do and so I'd like to have you stay with me on a Saturday morning as we travel through this whole regaining, regain of our own function. Do you think? I do. But I want to also point you to our uh, website, healthquestradio.com. Got a lot of COVID news there, too. Something that you would be interested as a family member. I'll give that to you. Okay? Okay. He's a god. He's a doctor. It's Dr. David Goldbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio.
It's Dr. David Goldbaba. Almost all disease is stress-related. So how do you score on the stressometer scale? An average day-to-day, 0 to 10, with 10 being the worst? That's what I thought. And I know if you could have done something to lower those stressful burdens of yours, I know you would have done it by now. But here's something you can do right now, not tomorrow. Try Quiet Mind today. You see, Quiet Mind is a classical herbal stress management formula used for centuries in traditional Chinese medicine to help nourish and calm the heart, even your heart. Quiet Mind is designed for those with anxiety and those who have sleep issues related to stress. Quiet Mind also contains special herbs traditionally used to help reset organ systems ravaged by ongoing stress. You know, you don't have to be stressed out to do something, so call 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. Dr. David Kolbaba, natural health care practitioner, board-certified clinical nutritionist with advanced degrees in clinical nutrition. Now, did you know Dr. Kolbaba is one of only nine doctors in the whole darn state of Illinois that has attained this level of education in clinical nutrition? He's one of America's original health coaches, and he is a board-certified addiction professional, and he is the founder and show host of HealthQuest Radio, Chicago's longest-running health news and science show. Interesting, isn't it? I think we got to stick together here. You know, we could say gain of function. What the heck? Somebody was playing in a lab with a lethal bug, a lethal virus. That's the way it is. And even if it proves not to be, it's only going to be because of another euphemism that we call ambiguity. You see, some uh, mysteries will never be known because there are people hiding out. And then the truth becomes more obscure for the rest of us who are trying to, to, to clear the air. <sighs> you know, uh, similarly, statistics are skewed, and I know that you know that too, but I'm leading to the point of gaining our function back. You know, let's get back to our lives. And one way to do that is to, in a sense, speculate sometimes, ruminate sometimes, do some reading, do some watching, and being careful of what we hear, what we watch, what we see, what we read. The latest on how we evaluate testing from One American News Network. This report came from the New York Times. That's right, the New York Times. According to the Times, and I quote, Standard tests are diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying relatively insignificant amounts of the virus and are not likely to be contagious, end quote. Let me repeat that. The vast majority of positive COVID-19 PCR tests in our country are clinically insignificant because the people who popped positive are not likely to be contagious. Why? The answer is amplification cycle. All right, now I want to explain that to you. You see, a PCR test, the most common COVID-19 test that you're aware of, I'm sure, when it identifies the virus's genetic material in a swab sample that they get from you, then this machine amplifies it. And it amplifies it repeatedly, cyclically, until a, a scanning machine can detect the DNA part of the virus. 
You see, after it's repeated, uh, these amplification cycles in the scanner detects the virus's DNA, and then the COVID test is deemed positive. So that you walk out with a positive test. You're a positive for the virus. Okay, a positive test for COVID-19. But if you count the amplification cycles, meaning how many times they scan it, 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 it renders a finding, but a very interesting and important phenomena is revealed in that the number of cycles that it takes to uncover the virus is related to what is known as viral load. Now, viral load, as you know, is related to how significant the presence of the, the virus is in that some people have the virus but have little to no symptoms and they're understood to have a minimal viral load. And then you hear of the antithesis of that, the paradox of that, is an individual who has a severe case, a, a very severe case, and it's considered to be a, a high viral load. Now, this amplification process is what we're talking about. How many times they step on the specimen that they got from you how many times they cycle it to find the DNA will basically be detected, even if the viral load of that individual is clinically insignificant, meaning, what I'm trying to say, that even though a particular patient has only trace amounts of the virus, they can't get sick from it, they're not going to pass it on to anybody else, they're not contagious, but still, they'll be considered the same in the statistics as all the rest of the infected amongst us in the population who have the heavier viral load who are contagious. And then, to me, this reflects a skewing of the statistics once again. Why? Because they're cycling the specimen too many times. You see, the professionals out there say we shouldn't be scanning or amplifying these things more than 30 times. But that's not what's happening. And what's being reported this week is quite to the contrary. So the New York Times examined COVID-19 testing data from New York, Massachusetts, and Nevada and found, and I quote, up to 90% of people testing positive carried barely any virus, end quote. This is because the PCR tests for COVID-19 in the United States are using anywhere between 35 and 40 amplification cycles to identify the genetic material of the virus. And many experts agree that anything higher than 30 amplification cycles will result in inactive, dead, or clinically insignificant amounts of the virus being detected, therefore causing the test to show up as positive. So they're still skewing the numbers, people. And not only are they skewing the numbers in favor of, oh, let's get all scared with the Delta, Beta, you know, Gamma, whatever it is that's coming at you. And really, the, the, there's a difference between virulence, meaning how strong, how dangerous it really is, versus how contagious something is. And they're skewing whoever they are. And we'll talk about that with Dr. Paul Merrick in just a little bit here, because I've got a couple snippets of, of relating to his opinion on the same uh, subject. But what I want to rely on here is we regain our function, you know, get our function back. We get our lives back, that we start depending not just what we're hearing, seeing, reading, but it's also depending more on that innate ability for us to discern uh, between the riffraff, between the good and bad, the, the, the chaff and the wheat. And you see, but I still contend that the lower of the status of health that you are, that I am, that we're not going to appreciate all of the different options that we have when it comes to making choices or making decisions or understanding or interpreting the gibberish that's out there, whether it be true or false. And interesting too, isn't it, 
that now statistics, hidden statistics that I've uncovered show that over 50,000 people have died taking any variation of the vaccines out there. Not to mention the, uh, the maiming, the permanent disabilities that will happen. And I'm sure it may come out as we talked about the mysterious, uh, you know, <laughs> the mysteries of the past, you know, who shot John Kennedy, who buried, you know, I, I, you, you look at this stuff and you say, I get tired of trying to wigwag through this. And what I'm trying to say is we regain our function, regain and, and get back to our lives. I think we get back to a sense of normalcy where we start to being able to, well, you know, size the thing up a little bit better. And I know one stat that they're not showing has to do with all the people that are falling victim to the vaccine. And all I want you to know is the truth. What I want you to know as you listen to Health Quest Radio every Saturday morning is that you can pick up on the truth and then run with the truth if you're so inclined. You see, some of us in this country are running with the, the falsehoods, the falsehoods of, of life. And, and some people are profiting on it. And I'm wondering, gee, what would happen if we decided to tell the truth? Up to 90% of people testing positive carried barely any virus. 90% are non-contributory to a lot of the scare that you're hearing out there. And then what really is happening to our families singularly as they lose their loved ones, even to the vaccine, that is not reported. Yet we had a daily death count when it came to, you know, the, uh, the pandemic at large. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking that we could... If we wanted to, we could keep better track of things. But at the same time, I again implore you, get healthy so you can get with having a higher capacity of discernment for what you and your family should do from this point forward. Because you know the manipulation is beginning. People are making uh, demands, mandates, whatever you want to call them, have to do with uh, hmm, negating your ability to perhaps make decisions for yourself. And I contend that get to a higher level of health and you'll make even better decisions, make better discernments for you and your family. And, you know, here's the deal. It's no mistake that you've listened to our show today. And I, I, I pray that you will be able to gain confidence together with you and your family and know that not everybody that's out there is evil. But for us to be able to be healthy enough to discern that is what's so important. Thanks for listening. Stay with us, would you? You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health, news, and science show with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. You can call the doctor during the show today. Call him at 847-844-8444. That's 847-844-8444.
Dr. David Kolbaba. You know, I've been on Chicago radio for over 38 years now, and I think it's about time for us to start looking at health care differently. Time to take ownership of your personal health. Time to make your life an adventure in health. And that's why I'm inviting you to our Adventures in Health virtual seminar series coming soon. Imagine being a member of our studio audience, and you are there hearing it first before it's released in its eight-episode format. Instead of being reactive to symptoms, you're going to learn how to be proactive and and take better care of your body, paying closer attention to your daily choices and understand the short-term and the long-term impact of those choices. Adventures in Health, the video series, a true lifestyle makeover for you and those you love. To reserve your front row seat, call 800-794-1855. That number again is 800-794-1855. It's HealthQuest Radio with me, Dr. David Kolbaba, this Saturday morning at 11. Dr. David Kolbaba. You know, over half of us are magnesium deficient. So what? Well, it might help explain your fatigue, headaches, brain fog, muscle cramps or weaknesses, depression, sleep challenges, PMS, and so much more. Let's face it. Even with your great intentions, you're probably not getting what you need from your daily diet. And this is where EasyMag comes in to help, because it's a 100% whole food magnesium, grown on a regenerative, sustainable, certified organic farm in Wisconsin. EasyMag contains a naturally occurring multiform of magnesium, which means it's easily absorbed by our bodies, just as Mother Nature intended. You know, it's one thing to take a magnesium supplement, but it's another thing to get the best benefit from the one you take. So get your supply of EasyMag today by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. Can you imagine what people would say? If we're always guided by other people's thoughts, what's the point of having our own? You are ready to be taught the new way. Nice to have you be with us on this Saturday morning. Yeah, we're getting through some stuff today, some garbage, some of the riffraff of life. You are ready to be taught the new way. Ready to be taught the new way. Because I stand my ground, Mm -hmm. and it's not to be harsh, it's just, it's the way I feel. Like, that's the way they feel, this is the way I feel. Mm -hmm. It causes conflict. Sure. Everybody has boundaries. The only question is, where are the boundaries? Right. Okay, that's the question. Now, here's a question you can ask people who are wanting you to do something that you know you shouldn't do, or they want your opinion on something you know is controversial. You will probably disagree with them. Here's what you do when somebody says something like that. Like, what do you think about this issue? Or whatever it is, right? Before you answer the question, you ought to say, do you consider yourself a tolerant person? Now, the other person's probably going to say, well, of course I'm tolerant. Then you can say, great, because if I express an opinion opposite yours, you'll tolerate it then, right? Because that's what tolerance is, right? We may not agree, but we'll tolerate one another and respect one another. Why is it that you have to agree with them, but they don't have to agree with you? I've actually said that before. Mm -hmm. The question you want to ask them is, by what standard are you saying what you're doing is good? Right. Where are you getting this standard from? 
<laughs> Where are you getting your standard from? And then we talked to Dr. Paul Merrick, which we will have a more in-depth in uh, of discussion with him on our program very, very shortly. We're trying to schedule him in. And I asked him, what what happened from the beginning? I think we needed to intervene. And the interventions that have been mandated, I think, are largely inappropriate, many of them. So, you know, I, I obviously may be biased, but if we had approached this scientifically correctly right from the beginning, we could have almost eliminated this pandemic and we would not be in the situation we are now. The longer we've let it fester, the longer we've allowed it to spread, the more chaos it's caused. And perhaps that was what the motivation was, is that to create this panic and this urgency to vaccinate. We have been proposing a treatment algorithm and a prevention algorithm you know, right from the beginning. And we interviewed him and Dr. Pierre Corey uh, April of the year of COVID. And interesting that the therapy that they uh, initiated back then is still saving people today. But at least since April, you know, every recommendation we've made has been borne out by the highest level of science. And if folks had followed this, we would not be where we are now. And it's unfortunate to say that I think hundreds of thousands of lives could have been saved. The economy would not be where it is now. But I think there was an economic incentive to create panic and pandemonium and fear so that it would force vaccinations and, you know, the use of expensive drugs. And then you have to say uh, for yourself uh, and myself as well, well, we have to say, what was it that led uh, to a worsening of the situation, regardless of how it was handled initially? In other words, what was it between you and I that we had susceptibilities, these comorbidities that made it even, well, that made it even worse? We'll be talking more about that as we uh, go through the show. Monday at 8.55 p.m. You know, I've tried so many different diets over the years, and nothing's really ever worked. And the weight was just piling on, and I felt like nothing was going to work, and, and I couldn't find any way to get healthy. And one Saturday morning in October of last year, I was going through the different channels and in my car, and I heard Dr. Kolbaba's program, uh, Health Quest, on the radio, and, and just listened for a little bit, and what he said made a lot of sense to me. And so... I, I made the next step, and I, I called and made an appointment. And what, what Dr. Kolaba has done for me is given me the tools and the knowledge to help get me healthy. And in many ways, they've really kind of helped save my life. The system is simple, but it takes hard work. Follow the system, and you work hard, you'll get healthy like I am. I've lost about 50 pounds in three months, but more importantly, I'm on my way to becoming extremely healthy. Thanks again, and good luck. End of message. Save. Press 9. More options. Press zero. Saved. More options. Press zero. More options. More options. More options. Yeah. More options. Go to healthquestradio.com. You can call the doctor during the show today. Call him at 847-844-8444.
847-844-8444. That's 847-844-8444. Maybe somebody took it from the wild, put it in the lab, and then it escaped from the lab. But that means it was in the wild to begin with. <laughs> so that's why I don't get what they're talking about. It's, uh, it is what it is. It's Dr. David Kolbaba. Okay, it's our last call on our dirt cheap age analysis assessment. It takes just a few seconds to scan for these advanced glycation end products. We're going to compare your biologic age with your chronologic age and then figure out if you've got grandma's car or a taxi cab. And we're going to briefly go over your results and we'll give you a few things for you to do to improve. And then, well, then we're going to retest you in 60 days. It's our dirt cheap age analysis assessment. I'll pay for your first one, and you're going to pay for your second follow-up assessment. That's right. Your first one is free. Got a call today, not tomorrow, but today. It's our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. First one free if you make that call right now. Some conditions and restrictions do apply. Last call, so you got to do it now. 800-794-1855. Get your dirt cheap age analysis assessment. More HealthQuest coming right up. Glad to have you with us today. It is HealthQuest Radio on a Saturday with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. It's no mistake you're listening today. Here he is, the trailblazer himself, Dr. Kolbaba. Hey, doctor, what do you got for us? Well, I want to get to the classifications, my classifications of COVID individuals. Uh, This is all of the, uh, I would say, all of the combinations of what it could be. And I understand why people are so confused. So here it goes. We've got those who have not got the COVID infection. Okay, that's one. Number two, those that have not gotten the COVID vaccine yet. Those that have received any one of the COVID vaccines. And then we have those among us that have received uh, a shot uh, and a booster. And then we've got the COVID infection people who don't know that they got infected. And then those of us that did get the vaccine, but then we got sick with COVID. And then we've got those that did get the vaccine, but got COVID, but they didn't know it. And then we've got those that got COVID infected, but then they got the shot. And then we got uh, those that, uh, that did get sick, but they don't know if it was COVID. They just know they got sick and they're saying, yeah, I got sick last year, but I don't know if it was COVID. And then we got those that did get the vaccine, and they got sick with COVID, but they didn't know they got sick. And then we've got those that got exposed to the COVID virus, yet did not get infected, meaning they got exposed, but they didn't get infected. So it just breezed by them. And then we've got those out there that that did get tested for COVID. They tested positive, but they did not have symptoms or they did not spread the infection, kind of like we were talking about a little bit ago with the exaggerated diagnosis, the amplification that was done too many times and then thrown into the mix as a COVID uh, uh, number. 
And then we got those that did get the vaccine and they experienced, um, let's say, temporary or permanent side effects. Some of those people died from the vaccine. And of course, that's underreported because it doesn't fit the generic, or should I say the conventional, or should I say the run of the mill, or should I say the commonplace uh, narrative. And then we've got those that did get the shot at first, and then uh, then they did, well, they, they did not get the shot at first, but then they, they did. In other words, they had the hesitancy, but they probably uh, will in the near future. Maybe not now, but they may in the future. Only because of pressure. Uh, like from their job, maybe job loss threats, or maybe the family or friends pressure. You know, I can't see my grandkids. I've had several people say, you know, my kids are really concerned, so the, 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 I, I'm not sure if they can see my grandkids. You know, or maybe those of us who can't get across borders because of travel restrictions, or maybe because we can't go to a sporting event or any other public event. Uh, I know they're starting to uh, piece those into the mix. Or maybe we can't because um, we can't hesitate anymore because uh, we're taking the path of least resistance. Or maybe we're just so confused or worn down and feeling divided and conquered. But you know what? As I suggested before, with us all being family, we come at life from different angles. Whether it be a high strata of health, lower, making money, not making money, old, young, weak, slow. And the mental tragedies, having nothing to do directly with COVID, had all to do with antisocial behavior. Had all to do with being estranged from those you love. A government agency in Australia right now is telling neighbors not to talk to their neighbors. I mean, not even talking to your neighbor over the fence. You're not allowed to talk to your neighbor with a mask outside over the fence. <laughs> Disallowed in Australia right now. NFL teams now are going to be forced to forfeit if unvaccinated players uh, cause uh, an outbreak of covid a New Jersey hospital is requiring, um, uh, fired uh, six managers for refusing to get COVID-19 vaccines. Did you know that in the last year and a half, uh, the U.S. life expectancy dropped by a year and a half? And then in the news, which I don't want to tell you, but see, see, we think, well, this thing is experimental, everybody. I don't want to think it's experimental. Well, did you, you know, even those drugs that are not considered experimental, those that are FDA approved, FDA certified, all those things you see on TV at night with those people in the bathing suits frolicking on, on the beach right before or after or during the taking their drug. It is said, some people say in science, that over 235,000 people die every year due to a properly prescribed drug that you see advertised on TV. 235,000 people each and every year, not to talk about the permanent maiming. And this week reported proton pump inhibiting drugs, those that uh, you're used to, you know, the, the most widely sold of any remedy in a drugstore, over-the-counter, under-the-counter, has to do with a gastrointestinal tract. This week, proton pump Proton pump inhibiting drugs, Prevacid, Prelosec, blah, 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 linked to dementia. Dementia is on the rise. Could it be that proton pump inhibitors, as widely used as they are, are 
adding to the mix? And, and a pro-inflammatory diet like most Americans are living is linked to breast cancer. So you know what? It's what we're doing that maybe we need to change. But at the same time, I think we've got to get our own act together, you think? Because after all, <laughs> we're family, <laughs> you think? Yeah. It's Dr. David Kolbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio. So how long were you told that you'd be on that medication that you're taking? (laughs) That's what I thought. Sad, but it's the same for everyone else. Question, do you believe it's possible for you to be set free from the medication that you are presently on? Or are you stuck taking it forever, not to mention all of the side effects? And how good could it feel to finally become drug-free? You know, the United States makes up less than 5% of the world's population, yet we use over 85% of the world's supply of medication. That means that 95% of the world is using the 15% leftover medications, with 34 countries living longer than we do here in the United States today. Helping our body regain its health using a more natural approach can reduce the need for these dangerous medications. So let's begin your adventure in health today. Call 800-794-1855 to reserve your new patient strategy consultation. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. you join us today on a Saturday morning. We could have been born, any one of us, at any given time on the time continuum, and yet we're here. And you know what? There have been hard times throughout history. I know you know that. But yet it's the hard time we're experiencing right now that we say, it's the one that hurts ouch, it's the one that's hurting me. And I just want us to be encouraged to say that we got to get better equipped to handle these rogue winds when they blow. Because they were going to blow before we were born. They were blowing before we were born. They blew through our very birthday. On the day you were born, I'm sure it rained somewhere. And yet here we are. All the things that you have accomplished, all of the challenges that you have overcome, and somehow you've made it. Some of us, with God's help, others have yet to make that decision. Some of us are hesitant, not only with respect to the vaccine that may or may not be helpful for you, for me. I think each of us have to be given the respect to make that decision on our own. That if we're going to get the vaccine, then then get it. And don't look back. The freedom to make that choice is very important. Sometimes we get the sense that it's fading in this country. Some of our values are just fading. Yet some of us have a hesitancy to go with God. 
and to rely in faith of a master uh, creator who can give us the impetus, uh, give us uh, an influence, give us uh, information, give us a sense of how we can make decisions that we make on a day-to-day -day basis. And I understand we're all human, we all make mistakes, some of us making bigger mistakes than others, some of us making bigger mistakes than other times in our lives, as we learn the hard way sometimes. One of the things that gives me joy in doing what I do for a living here on the radio as well as in our clinical practice is working with people just like you who've been everywhere, who've, who've tried the other way, and you've exhausted the other choices. And certainly we do get patients from you know, a wide variety of, of health entities, uh, Mayo Clinic, Monroe, University of Chicago, you name it, we get them. And, and these people come in in the sense of desperation saying, they said I was going to have to live with this. They said I was terminally ill or they said I got to be on this drug forever. And I, what I'm saying is to me to open up to a new channel, more uh, choices, more options for you might be the ticket. Uh, maybe you don't need to have your diabetes or you don't need to be on that water pill. Maybe you don't need to be on that cholesterol lowering drug, but you're going to have to do some other work besides just taking a drug and just stopping and, and, and ceasing to take that drug. And, and we want to be a resource for you. That's why you could go to healthquestradio.com, which is awesome. Under our hot topics, I laid a, a song out there for you, a slideshow, if you will. Play it, and you will be blessed. But also, I'd like to say, if you feel that we could help you at any way, shape, or form, please do that. Call our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. One of the best compliments I could ever get when I meet people just like you in person, they say, you're just like you are on the radio. <laughs> and I love that. I love just being who I am all day long. And when we're not as healthy as we can be, should be, we become someone else. So I want you to make that call, 800-794-1855, 800-794-1855. Tickets for our next Adventures in Health series, TV, video series. Call that same number, 800-794-1855. Don't forget to like our Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please. See you next week. Thanks for listening.